0: The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye
1: Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Red Ridge, Jay Freighton Jr. with you. Why are hey. you yelling? I don't know. I Because the music's loud in here. We're in studio today, no, of course. No, it's your headphones that are loud. I've got the very... Oh, are they? I'm guessing. No, they sound great. I'm not sure whose these are. That's right. have I, I, I sold. I disinfected them. But uh, so whoever wears them tomorrow, don't worry about it. Plus, I don't, I don't think I'm positive. I'm I a very negative person. So yeah, exactly. So um, but anyway, yeah, no, I'm good. I was yelling over the music a little bit. Plus, I was laughing at you trying because your cord is short and you're trying to sit back and it's not going to happen. You're either going to you're going to I'm going to have yourself. tremendous posture during this. You are. Show. You're sitting up straight. My fourth
0: grade music teacher would be proud of me because I'll be using my <laughs> diaphragm. That was what she always said. You got to stand up straight, to use your diaphragm to project your voice
1: out. That's one thing you can use it for. Okay. Anyway, last show of the year, my man. Yeah. You're 16 in the books. We have our driver's license now. We do. We've it's been doing this a long time and been uh been doing this
0: longer than Kelsey's been alive.
1: That's true. That that would be true. She was a glint in her mother's eye. Huh. Right?
0: That's for sure. So,
1: um but, uh, nonetheless, circumstances, we've never been under before, which is literally, there's, there's nothing to talk about coming up, right? We don't know what it's going to be, right? We don't know what's going to happen. We can only talk about what has happened and look forward maybe to, we know, things will resume again someday. Hopefully. 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 Uh, no, they will. We just don't know how long that will be, will it, whether it will be this college football season when uh, things get back on the field and you and I will get back on the air, or whether it'll be basketball season or what. We don't know, right? We, we really don't know. But we do know that uh, a number of things happened this last year that we can reflect on that were really, really fun. Let's think about it. This has been, even though, you know, you, you got some ups and downs, but this is then maybe overall. Think about it. when did we have a more successful total? I don't think we season have. Uh, when, when when you and I did this show. Foot, total,
0: not football, basketball, women's basketball, wrestling,
1: gymnastics, water so- uh, water polo, soccer, the NCAA <sighs> tournament, uh, final four for uh, field Baseball hockey again in the,
0: N- in the NCAA tournament.
1: Baseball's ten and five. They're going softball and softball this year. They're seventeen and five to start the year, right? It's been, I mean, it's really been something. And, of course, it all starts with for us with football. They go 10-3. and They win their bowl game easily over a big-name program in SC. Had a great time with that. It was fabulous. Then you get the basketball season, an unexpected year in a lot of ways. Not only victories, but then you got Luca Garza. We'll talk about what's happened with him here in a little bit. Women's basketball gets, know uh, they come back after you figure that that team's got to be down, right? They they went to the Elite Eight, they lost to half of their team, including the player, the national player of the year. They go twenty three and seven, and they have the Big Ten player of the year again. I mean, it's 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 been a lot of fun. We've had a lot to talk about, and you and I have had a couple of years. And I'm not saying you the and I, you and I have had we had a couple. Yes, the Licklider years when it was amazing. Anybody would tune in only they would tune in only to commiserate, right? While we well, I don't even know where we were when we were doing that. I, I think we were on nine forty, maybe back then or whatever. Uh, it, Following the Oklahoma preacher with the lisp. Yes, <laughs> yes, he was a good guy.
0: He was a good one.
1: It was. Uh, it was really good, it right? Good the, guy, the guy with the battleship, the battleship gray uniforms, and um,
0: he was something.
1: But uh, so this has been great, and and uh, you know, I, I it in reflecting, it's sad that things can't quite end, but on the other hand. There's a little something about the fact. I mean, other than the wrestling team, uh, the basketball team had great things against uh, going or uh, in front of it. I think the women's team did too, uh, I, but they were going to lose. They weren't. Gonna, I don't think they're going to win the national championship, right? So, oh, I suspect not. Right. So, I, they, I feel bad; those kids didn't get the opportunity to, to do what they were. They played their. They worked their whole lives to do. Well, in theory, we should be. Getting but, ready for a Sweet 16 game, perhaps r- 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 for both of them, right? But on the other hand, I, I we we go away from this with that uncertainty, and yet we go away from this with these are great. This was just a great year, well, yeah, overall. And and, and football's really the only sport. And, and people bag on the bowl games, and I I disagree with. I I've said this over and over again, and I'm fairly consistent on this. I think I think the bowl game the bowl games were a great system. Half the teams in college football who were halfway decent got to walk away feeling good about the last game that they played right and and I and I think in in college basketball even though the Hawks lost uh, the, the the men lost their last basketball game the women's lost their last basketball they had a great season they walk away uh maybe feeling like what might what might have been but you walk away thinking about what a great year it was and and how much fun you had and boy we had a lot to talk about oh yeah
0: no question about that I didn't The people I feel bad for are the seniors and those those guys never get a chance and gals never get a chance to compete in that Iowa uniform ever again. And that's who you feel bad for. Obviously, I think this was Fran McCaffrey's best coaching job, at least at Iowa, um, considering what he had to do and what he had to work with in the, the injuries and how they played out, and you know Patrick only getting in two games and things of that. And I keep reading on Twitter, boy, he's going to bring a lot to to our team and all these other things. And I just, I just caution everyone to to hold back and, on that and, yeah. and wait and see if he is able to muster enough uh, physical energy and regain his strength and and compete at that level for a consistent period of time. You know, maybe you get him where he can go for two and has to sit out one or two or something like that. And that would be better than nothing, I would think.
1: I So here's the question. How much do you, you think was him having, I mean, I, there were you know questions about nutrition and him putting on weight and his stamina and all that, but he played the last couple of years a rigorous AAU schedule. Right, and he would
0: puke after every high school game.
1: Well... My question is, how much of it was that and how much of it was, let's let's take the year off, get stronger, and then you... then you, Well, it, regardless of I, how I, it happened I, or what happened I'm just not, I'm to not cause saying, it, I don't, I don't, I don't see it he, as a bad I don't, thing. I don't think he's sitting down. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't know. You're right. There might be some different limitations with him, but I don't think he's sitting down. I think Fran's challenge next year will be that he's going to be loaded. And he's going to be loaded really very deeply again. And this year the rotation played itself out a little bit, right? There were games. Bakari Evelyn found his spot in the rotation half the time because guys were hurt. Hurt or right. fouled. Or fouled, right? Or, or Joe Toussaint was right. having we, a turnover we, day. We had the one, one game where Riley Till had to come in and play significant minutes, right? But other than that, so but let's turn this around. You're graduating, Evelyn, You're graduating, Creener. But you're replacing them uh, very very quickly with with Jack nungie I I don't know that you know Creener played way above what a lot of people thought he would this year. I thought he and he was exactly what I expected him to be personally as as a, as a senior. But you know, so we'll see if Jack Nungea can fill that role or be better, which is what supposedly he is in practice. Right. Right. Um, and of course, Jordan Bohannon is. You know, Bakari Evelyn did some nice things defensively, and he could make a shot here and there, but Jordan Bohannon's a, a dagger, right? Right. He's a, he's, he's a he's an assassin, right? So that guy is going to be offensively completely different. And If he can play any defensive ball, which we think he hopefully will when he's healed up, that's a replacement. So now you're back to the same rotation, and now you've got Patrick possibly playing. Now you've got—you're bringing—do you use some of these freshmen that come in? And oh, by the way, and I don't think it's going to happen. But DJ Carton's transferring from Ohio State. I don't think that's going to happen. There's I think something... he goes to Nebraska. Yeah, I think he does too. I I'm actually rooting for you. I hope he goes to Creighton if he doesn't go. If he goes anywhere, right? Is but that on I the list? Iowa. Yeah. Anyway, he's homesick. That's it. Right. Apparently, he's homesick. Well, right? why didn't he go to Augustana? I don't. I don't know. Maybe he. S- the maybe Saint St- St- Ambrose Bees. I'm sure he, he very, can make room. He for He very him. well could. Right. Now, that kid. And by the way, if he ends up at UNI, that kid in the in the, in the uh, valley, ugh, boy, he'd be all right. So I I mean, but I I, I think Iowa. There's just something there that just didn't quite work out. I'm not sure he like. I know he was friends with a lot of kids on the team because of AAU ball, and or, you know the the. But it sounds like something else. If he did go to Iowa, you're immediately taking a team who's rated in all the way too early top top twenty fives. Iowa is in the top ten of everybody's top ten right now for next year. Well, they just should be assuming that Luca Garza comes back, which we think he will, and obviously Joe is not ready to go to the pros, so neither one of them, though you know, are, are probably going to go. But um, my my point is, I think Fran's going to have a different challenge next year because I think minutes he's he's got to get past the idea that just because somebody doesn't play that they're not valuable. So a guy like Joe Toussaint, right? He may he may have played a bunch this year. Look at our field goal kicker in football. No, that's not a fair comparison. He wins. He wins. It's not a fair comparison. He he got beat out for two. He he wins the biggest game of the season right. a couple years ago. But beats he,
0: number two undefeated Michigan. So you're saying Tucson's going to redshirt next year?
1: No, but I'm saying that if you get if you if in the if in a couple of years, what happens to him is he is somebody steps in and happens to play a little bit better, or be an older guy who like like a Jordan Bohannon. Who's got more experience and has a little I bit more? I think you're going forward. to see
0: Joe Toussaint be what he was the first ten games of the year. He's going to come off the bench. He's probably going to play between uh, twelve and 12. 18 minutes a 12. game.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. It, well, it, it's not a step. I'm saying it's just not a step backwards. It's just it's just different. It's, I mean, he's h- not going to progress. How many
0: games did Jordan play in those first ten where he played more than thirty minutes? Was there two?
1: Uh, I thought. Well, that's a good point. And Joe Trusson played a bunch of those, you know, a bunch of those games because Jordan was hurt. We'll see. I mean, last year Jordan played ninety percent of every game. Right? He went thirty-five minutes in every game. Right? So we,
0: we also didn't have you, any other options. Right?
1: Are you taking well? Are, and are you taking Connor McCaffrey off the court?
0: Well, in you know Connor's stat lines, where he had more steals than than turnovers, leading
1: assist to turnover man in the country. And, and, and I mean, he's if gonna he
0: continues up, to grow with his shot and become more consistent with that, um, which I kid works hard. And, you know, he certainly doesn't have to worry about baseball this year.
1: Yeah, uh, good point. This, this uh, yeah. spring and summer. Well, I he's going to go play for Albany. Well, maybe he won't now in the Pro League, whatever that, that, that's. Yeah. You're
0: going to go to New York right no, now?
1: I guess not. You're right. You're <laughs> you right. Know? Good point. I, mean, I
0: don't think there is an good Albany point. League or a, yeah. a Bay City League or whatever they call that. I, I actually look at him uh, as, as a glue guy. Uh, for for the Hawks and and you you're gonna bring back Luca, uh, you're gonna have Joe, you got Jordan. Now you got three true scorers. You, you put Connor in there. You rotate Nungi. You rotate Joe. You know, if any of these freshmen that are coming in get an opportunity to play, Pencil's
1: gonna stick around. By the way, well, of
0: course he is. Why but, not, right? Well, and he's okay with playing six or eight minutes. And, and he, he's and he, yep. he's under he understands his role. I think he'll be confident. I think he's probably a pretty good locker room dude. Yeah. Uh and be kind of a leader in there. Yeah. But there's no question that basketball team next year is gonna be Luca Garza's and Jordan Bohannon's. Yeah. And yeah. and it was you can make a case it was probably Lucas team this year. And yeah. they fed off of his energy and that kind of stuff. So I, I foresee the basketball team absolutely coming in with uh, high expectations. And I think that Fran, let's presume that he has learned from what happened this year. And is it isn't going to go back to two year ago in the 11 or 12 man rotation mm-hmm. that by which we were looking at, you know, throughout, throughout the season. And we all were scratching our head going, what are we doing? Right. It's, so it, the,
1: the biggest thing he's got to make sure he doesn't do. And he, he, he was pretty good about it this year. I mean, I, I thought there were times you know, he gave Joe Toussaint the quick hook a number of times, which was appropriate, right? Joe was playing, he was playing
0: bad. Well, he was a right? freshman, too, right? and but, sometimes you can learn just as but, much watching.
1: Right, but what Fran had a tendency to do before was there would be a hot hand on the floor. Some guy like Creener. Yeah, right?
0: I know. You said this last week, it, and I just, I have he this even You would, would have a
1: guy like Creener on the floor, and he'd make three buckets in a row, and he'd pull him out, because he wasn't, and I'm mean like, cause, be, because Cordell Pemsel hadn't played yet. You know, it, so it... Well, that's this what he's got to get away from. This isn't from.
0: little league baseball where everybody's got to get it bad in a couple that's my outs. point.
1: If he doesn't do that, I think we're in better shape. And don't forget. So we we looked at the recruiting class that was coming in with with one eye kind of one eyebrow kind of down about
0: CJ Frederick.
1: <laughs> no kidding. And I mean, right. Every, so let's think about that. And so you're looking at the recruiting class that was coming Jordan, in, and we're like, there's nobody. None of those Connor, guys were recruited by anybody. Whiskey. Oh my gosh! You've yeah. got
0: four scores and, and I know the best... Frederick's
1: the, the the man. He's my he's my stone cold CJ Frederick, right? You know the downside to that is you're not real big when you have those
2: four uh, guys, and out that's
1: there. where you wonder if so if you get so that, that, that and Connor will be Connor will play forward to not only small forward but power forward.
2: Well, he'll the, be the at
1: per- least on defense. The Perkins kid from Indiana is going to play, and the Elgundale kid's going to play just because he's seven foot. That's probably it for as freshmen. Maybe Aaron Euless. You never know. There's a ton going on. Tom Kaker of HawkeyeReport.com might have an opinion on this when we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle and 1700 the Champ. Back
0: to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans.
1: And we're back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. 1700 The Champ and around the world at thehawkeyehuddle.com. Podcast up tomorrow. If you want to check that out, at thehawkeyehuddle.com. I know a lot of people driving home right now, and they're like, hey, we're not going to catch the rest of the show, but we want to hear what's going on. So uh, you can check it out tomorrow at thehawkeyehuddle.com. I want to make sure we thank our sponsors. Uh, we get You good? Yeah, I'm good. Right. Right. We thank our sponsors really because it's a little easier to forget them when we're not at G-Mix. Right. But thanks to G-Mix for the entire year uh you know, uh, usually in West Des Moines, we're down there. Of course, they're just not open right now. They're doing carry-out. I, I think th- doing I would carryout. imagine
0: that they are. Right, call, call in order and see what you can get.
1: Yeah, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll, Lord willing, be back there in the right. fall. Right, and appreciate it. Uh, and if everybody wants to stop out this fall, check us out down there. And of course, uh, our friends at the Foundry. Uh, not only were they great to us, but uh, Scott Bush and Company uh, great to the community as they have been taking their really valuable alcohol product and making it into hand sanitizer and giving it away for free. As
0: long as you bring a 12-ounce plastic bottle of yep. some sort. They'll uh, give it uh, to you. They'll give it to you. They'll fill it up for you. Uh, that was a great thing. I saw the line on the TV. It was, looked like it was about a mile long. It was taking people. They were also, last, I think it was Friday or Saturday, giving away free food from some of the food trucks. We yep. were providing yep. snacks or whatever. So that was awfully cool, of Scott. And frankly, I think he was a leader in that uh, in the country of small distilleries who decided to start making hand sanitizer and uh
1: first one i saw and then i started seeing it elsewhere yeah uh
0: yeah. so good good on him and we'll obviously we'll get to our foundry distillery did you mention Kaz?
1: i didn't mention cause, Kaz, cause yeah. lowski
0: law and big dave uh big fan of our program and we're a big fan of him hopefully we don't need him for uh collaborative exactly. and divorce but nevertheless okay if you do make sure yeah. you give him a call yeah, and of course uh Tom Kakerd, who joins us every week free of charge, might as well be
1: a sponsor uh, since he's on every week as well. Good afternoon, Tom. Good afternoon, guys. So we were talking uh, so uh, earlier about what an incredible ye- um, year it's been for us. Uh, you know, this this is our last show of the, of the season for us, uh, football and basketball, and what an incredible year it's been all the way around all the sports. But then, as we went off the air, I said to David, "You know, it's not only been the teams. This is." as as many obviously basketball has been one thing but this is as many uh honored individual performances as i can ever remember uh, on a ho- i i maybe even in a 5 year period but it's all been in one year if you look at the number of guys that won awards in football basketball uh wrestling w- m- women's basketball across the board i mean for heaven's sakes, it's not only been winning games, but they've had these incredible moments, individual moments as well. It's something, uh, I I don't want to lose this. I don't want to take for granted what this last nine to ten months has been.
2: Yeah, just, you know, even the winter sports, you essentially have at the University of Iowa the best wrestler in the Big Ten, probably the best wrestler in the nation. Um, You have the player of the year in women's basketball, uh, in the big 10 and Kathleen Doyle and the player of the year and men's basketball in Luca Garza. And that's just, you know, never happened. Uh, and, uh, that's pretty special stuff. And then you even go back to the last fall with, you know, like Keith Duncan and Tristan and, uh, AJ I mean, it's, it was just so many, um, record setting, uh, student athletes at the university of Iowa this year.
1: Yeah. So uh, and academic All Americans Americans and things like that as well. So Garza comes in today, uh, getting on the AP All American team. Although he was not Player of the Year, the kid from Dayton was, which we'll just let that go. But he said, so actually, that wasn't the one. One of them. One of whatever today's All American team was put him over the top. He's a consensus All American. First time in time in in uh, sixty some odd years for Iowa to have an all a consensus All American in basketball. I know we can look and say that on the AP vote there were two guys that somehow thought there were five better basketball players in the country. But for the most part, 99.9% of the people who um, are voting with their heads have found Luca Garza to be either the best or second best ba- basketball player in the country for this year. It's just been uh, remarkable, and I'm I'm happy to see that despite the fact that he started a little bit behind the curve uh, in, in terms of, of uh, people recognizing what he was doing— He made up a lot of ground, and he's getting the recognition he deserves, and we're watching him continue to work out as they go as well. Just something incredible to watch.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think we all knew that Luca had a chance to be pretty good and and everything. It's almost like, you know, his rise to player of the year, I'm just sitting here thinking about it, is it kind of like Brad Banks in 2002? Similar, yeah. Who's the guy, you know, yeah, he might be a decent player, but I don't think anybody came in. As, I mean, he was on that 10 list for the big 10, you know, the 10 best players in the conference come at Joe camp was on there. And, um, he was the Iowa guy on that, that list. And, and here we're at the end of the year and, you know, Lucas, the player of the year, uh, in, in my eyes and a lot of eyes and, Certainly a first-team All-American. And for what it's worth, I think whoever the two guys that left him off, my guess is they probably went a little uh, um, homered a a guy on there or something that they just, you know, at the similar position, and maybe they got stuck with positions and felt like they had to have some guards on there too. They couldn't have, you know, three centers or something like that. That's my guess.
0: Yeah, that's actually what I was supposing to Ridge, I think, before we started was – you know, were they going center, two forwards, two guards, and and had you know Tsubuki from or top yeah right right instead as, of Luca as right? their center and and went yeah. that way or something. I don't know. I don't get it exactly, but nevertheless, I mean the accolades come, and as Brad said, he's continuing to work out and videos going up in some private gym somewhere.
1: Yeah, he's he's working it as it is, and it? he's
0: right. you know, and uh if that's the kind of work that he put in last year. In what do we see a two-minute snippet on the Twitter or something like that? Holy cow! I mean, well, he's
1: shooting from beyond three-point range now. That's what he's working on. NBA right? three-point yeah, range, Right. NBA right?
2: Be something. You know, you know what I did. Uh, I, you guys may have looked at it. I, I don't know. I put up a thing and just some NCAA tournament memories. So I just kind of went down rabbit holes over the weekend because I was missing the NCAA tournament uh, and watched some of those old games and, and good parts of them and went back to that Iowa Cincinnati game and. And just watching Luca last year versus watching Luca this year, it's, and he was really a pretty good player last year, I thought, you know, very talented kid, and you, you saw a lot of promise, but holy smokes, the difference in his game from last year to this year, it just, it jumps out at you when you watch it uh, in comparison to what you saw this season to what he was the end of last year.
1: Well, there's, like David said, it's, it's not that he was being ignored, not getting on the preseason All Big Ten teams, right? He he showed promise, yeah. but he he didn't look like this, and and the work ethic and the workouts and the and the things he did, obviously, yeah. It, it it there's something to be said for being able to work the ball up in the paint and get it in the hole. There's also something to be able to be said for yeah. the stepping out, the the stepping out to ten, twelve feet, and then stepping out the three point range and the hook shots and the under the basket moves and, I mean. There, there are things that he's doing with the basketball that, uh, that frankly are their NBA moves. And I, I know that a lot of guys say, well, he's not quick enough. We'll see how that goes. Because at, at some point in time, if you can score, well, Lucas got
0: Lucas got one thing you can't coach, and that he's darn near seven foot tall.
1: And, and right, <coughs>
0: absolutely, know, you, and
1: he's strong as Knox. Right, you can beat on him, you can beat on him on him all. Who in the country? Took a beating like he did week after week. Yeah, it wasn't. Bloody it was Obi top, and I, mean, I can't I assure mean, no, you that. No, I know. It, it, sorry, Obi, but the fact is, is that we had <laughs> Iowa had Rudy Rudiger on their team, uh, playing yeah. as a seven footer, and he had blood all over his shirt every week. You know, and uh, the and guy, the, it was guy awesome.
2: the, the guy at Dayton, yeah, the guy at Dayton wasn't taking a beating from the guy at George Mason.
0: No, <laughs> <You> <laughs> <know>. or Duquesne. You <laughs> know, Duquesne. Yeah, <laughs> You know, the Fordham Rams have a real stellar front line. Saint Bonaventure yeah, was, is coming uh, in to Dayton, you know. I mean, come on. That's yeah,
2: eight- no disrespect. I think I think Obi Toppin's a terrific basketball player. He just did it in a a league that uh, an A10 uh, is a league that I I like and I think is a good league, but this year it was not good. They were going to get Dayton and if somebody knocked them off one other team. Maybe, that was
0: maybe Rhode probably Island.
2: Yeah, maybe Rhode maybe Rhode Island. Uh in the Big 10 was going to get nine, ten teams in the tournament and and the big ten was littered with daniel Otuuru, Jalen smith john teske um the kid from purdue uh, watkins <laughs> watkins yeah harms um you know the the list goes on and on xavier tillman um kofi coburn uh kofi, yeah. the list is endless. Uh. Okay, yeah Caleb Wesson, and <laughs> these are guys that are n b a ish players, you know, maybe fringy NBA players, but they're really good. Find me one NBA player in the A-10 other than the guys on Dayton.
1: Well, and and teams that, yeah. that could afford to, I mean, they they doubled him. They tripled him. They, there, I, mean, I have a, they pic, did, I have they a picture of Michigan
0: State that has four, four guys, guys around. Right.
1: Luca. And, and other teams, you know, and the teams in the A-10 just, there's no way they were doing that, right? They just couldn't afford to do that. They weren't good enough. And it, so – Anyway, it's been a remarkable thing. Um, I, I guess when we, as we look forward, Tom, um, football next year is it, it just—it's not right around the corner, but it will feel like it once it's here. Uh, the team has lost a number of of guys, very talented players, but uh, I think one thing that—but uh, there's a lot coming back. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think there's going to still be high ex- expectations. One of the things I've seen though is that people are already acknowledging how difficult the schedule is going to be again next year. I even saw One Service had Iowa's the toughest schedule in the country for next year.
2: Well, it's uh, probably merited. You've got that stretch where they uh you know, they've got to go up to Minnesota and play a Friday night game, which kind of upsets your uh, you know, body clock, body rhythm kind of the kind of thing. They've got back-to-back Columbus Penn State, you know, Ohio State Penn State back-to-back on the road. That's no fun. Northwestern's always a struggle. Um, you know, that it's going to be a challenging schedule for Iowa for sure. Um, well, don't but don't they
0: play Iowa state the week uh, before they play Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that's back to you know, back to back, just a tough, tough spot. Um, and yeah, to me, the, the biggest thing and you know, it's, it's nobody's fault, but they missed out on spring ball. And you're trying to break in a new quarterback. And that's, boy, it's just, that's just even more pressure on Spencer Petrus so to be have, good with all you, those weapons. With
1: Have you heard anything? Do, are they going to, I mean, let's assume. Could they things, do it in June? Yeah, do they get back, if they get back to normalcy here, does NCAA turn around and say, okay, you guys can work out a little bit here. You guys can maybe have a couple weeks of practices in, in June.
2: I, I think they, I think they might, um, you know, the disadvantage for Iowa is there's some schools that had, you know, 10, they 10 got practices. Right. Yep. Yeah,
1: yep. Yep.
2: Before everything got shut down and Iowa doesn't get those 10. So I think maybe you'll try to find some equitable kind of solution for it. So everybody gets something equal. So some of those schools that had, already gotten 10 practices in their belt. They're only going to get X number more. And then the other ones, you know, or maybe it's just 10 practices and they'll equal it out. And that's what you're going to get. Um, But we're still flying blind boys. We just are. I mean, we don't know what, what's going to, and we can all guess what can happen. I, uh, you know, what's true today might not be true tomorrow. You know, that's kind of the thing that I come back to. And um, we just don't know. Um, and that's the that's the big thing right now. Is nobody kind of seems to have uh, an idea of what what, what reality is going to be when we get to August, and we just don't know. So, Tom, you know,
0: looking back over the last sports year, what was your favorite moment for the Hawks? Any sport, any time?
2: Uh, mm, boy, that's a good question. Um, you know, seeing them uh, pants. USC. That was pretty fun. In the Holiday Bowl. I think that was, uh, and and because it involved Amir, I thought that was good, and, you know, because he's always fun to be around. Um, You know, basketball wise, there's not really a game that I covered that jumps out at me. Jordan Um, Bohannon leaving his shoes on Hilton.
1: It was nice.
2: Um, Probably, yeah, that was probably the best moment. Yeah. Jordan had played that great that game, but. It was it was fun uh seeing maybe, him. Maybe the Maryland you know, game at home. No, they
1: yeah, that may be the best game they
2: played. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't a memorable game. It no, that's true. It was anthem. ugly and it was Friday. Maryland just showed up and it and Maryland just showed up and was was not ready to play and uh they were they were just exposed uh, in that game for just not being prepared and um you know that Illinois you, both Illinois games were really fun. I was going so, to for say, for me, the were, best
1: game of the year, the, that Illinois game at home that Iowa won was, was one of the best basketball games I Minnesota watched all year. What about Minnesota up there? Yeah, That was cool, but th- that was not as well played. I mean, it was yeah. a low-scoring. That, that Illinois game, that was a war. You know, I, I really thought it was. I, I, I would pick that one out as well.
0: Yeah, well, no question. Both those Illinois games were good, real good. I mean, uh, yeah, they were just fun games. Battles. Big 10 basketball. And they
1: hate each other now, too, which is so fun, too. You know, yeah, it's, well, really that's, it. it's good that they do again.
0: Yeah. Well, Tom, thank you so much for uh, being a part of our show for the 16th consecutive yeah. year. We're regular yeah, pals now.
2: Love to, <laughs> yeah, love to love to come on with you guys. And thanks for having me on for 16, 17, whatever years it's been.
0: Isn't that something?
2: Appreciate
0: it. Uh, it's great to have you, and we appreciate it. Well, Lord willing, we'll be back in touch with you in the fall.
2: Okay, stay healthy and stay safe, boys. You, you,
1: too, you too, Tom. Tom dot com, And uh, as he said, 16 years. He's been coming on with us, so we do appreciate that. I mean, we make a little commentary. It's almost 500 here, shows. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, we've counted. We got over our 500 show, Didn't we figure I don't, that out?
0: Well, I... I... I feel like we thought we did, but we have to keep in mind we had a strike shortened year.
1: We've had we did during the
0: Pierre Pierce era. Well,
1: we all, we had we we had a couple times where our benefactor was thrown off the air, and we so we were speak. out of luck. So, but if you count some of our co- podcasts back then, you never know. Right? Well, that's so, true. But uh, you know, so for me, the other big Hawkeye moment this year, I.
0: Duncan at Nebraska?
1: How did you know? Oh, of course. How did you know? all Of, of all the things. I mean, in at Iowa State, there was a, a couple plays there. I can only kind of half remember them. It was such a long day, but I, it was a long day at Nebraska as well. But th- that field goal went through at Nebraska. That was, that that was fun. fun, baby. Blow some kisses. Back for our very last segment of the year in just a few minutes here on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ.
0: You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans.
1: Back to wrap up the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. Literally wrap up the Hawkeye Huddle for the next few months at least. As we'll, uh, we'll say goodbye to the winter sports season for 2020 and head on into uh, a summer break and... Uh, Hopefully, uh, coming back oh. into into actual football.
0: Hopefully, we'll have something yeah. to talk
1: about. I've heard, I've still even heard. You know, I was listening to Omaha on the way over here, um, uh, KFAB, and they were talking about, hey, you know, maybe the maybe baseball season's not over, and we'll see what happens. College and, baseball. I mean, they called it all, but you never know. I mean, it doesn't take them very long to play to get back in baseball shape, right? I mean. Hawks were 10 and 5. I and, suppose you could just go into. They were rejected into the NCAA tournament by a number of services. You know?
0: How would you do that, though, if you don't have schools?
1: Well, you mean you don't have school to go to? Yeah. It's a good question because everybody moved home, allegedly. Well, right? in theory. So that's a good question. I, I mean, know.
0: home might be. I mean, you know, no. Trey didn't move home, but he's still in Cedar Falls.
1: You've been watching uh, any of the? There are live sports on TV over in Australia. They're playing Australian rules football with nobody in the stands. Are you I, no? I dialed it up the other night.
0: Uh, uh, Our
1: buddy TC was gambling on it. And I know he was. He I, was, he, I he took the points. I
0: haven't uh, gone to the Australian rules football. <laughs> I did see that ESPN went the Ocho uh, the other day, though on ESPN. Did, they
1: did didn't they did didn't they? Oh, I, they I, I loved the sound off uh, segment the other night with the chess match. It was pretty good. I don't know if you saw that. But uh, but we were talking off air about the things that we've watched, and I've watched a number of old Iowa basketball games. YouTube is wonderful, especially since you can just pick it up on your TV now and you can watch. Now, the Georgetown tape.
0: That's assuming you actually have a uh, smart television okay. that has that.
1: Or a, or a Fire Stick or a Roku or anything that can get a YouTube, right?
0: Fire Stick has YouTube on it? Yeah. Okay, I can do it. Well, I am uh... – New to the fire stick. I've I, I've had it for some time. My oh. dog ate two fire stick <laughs> remotes. Two. I sent one back it, and the it, and the guy goes, it, I said, You're not gonna believe this. And then literally the new one came in and he ate it again. It's hard to make it and work I, without the remote. And I'm like, remote. how am I gonna tell Amazon that my dog ate another it one? It
1: doesn't work without the remote. But I'm I'm solidly. By the now, way the, I've the cut the court. The, the, only, got no cord, the right? remote
0: is the only thing that there is. Right. Well there's a remote and a stick. Yeah, but the yeah. stick doesn't work if you don't have yeah. a remote. That's my point. It's, I mean you can't even use an old another remote.
1: Um that Iowa Georgetown game. Uh, at least a, the tape the tape is hard to watch because it's a tape right but it but it's still really did you
0: put it in your vhs no
1: i'm saying they're what they're playing it on the youtube and you're watching a tape and it's clearly a tape is different basketball was different back then um i dare i say it was a little more boring uh, even though they shot a lot more i never i don't quite it was interesting they they pushed tempo they shot a lot mm. more they, they didn't have to because they had no shot clock. so dr
0: tom dr Tom, seemed they had shot clock
1: Yes, by the time that Dr. Tom got there, so the shot clock and the three-point line came along, I believe, in eighty-three.
0: Right in that neck of the woods. Right, in,
1: eighty-three was the year that the ACC had that the uh, in, inside the arc. It was. A, it was a fourteen-foot. Uh, no, it was. It was, it was 16, seven, 16 seven foot.
0: 17-7 or something, it's something like, like that for the three-point. I shot. remember watching Sam yes. Perkins standing out top, and knocking down threes. I'm like, but the dude. I mean,
1: right, but that, but it wasn't an NCAA tournament that year because it was experimental. So that was the year that that NC State won it. Right, no shot, no three-point line. Um, I don't even think they still had it the next two years, all the way up till after Nova won. I don't think they had it.
0: I don't. I don't. Oh boy, I don't think they did in '85. I seem to think that they did because the white kid for Villanova, I thought, hit a couple threes to beat Carolina to get to the Final Four.
1: I'd have to go back and look. I don't think so. Maybe he Maybe was, was a six man. Wait a minute. Now I was watching the thing the other night, and there was somebody had. It was all about Providence and Patino. It was, it was a Big East deal, and and how they the the first year that it was really a thing, they decided they're going to shoot 3 pointers a game. and They were going to like like college basketball and who on fire. Who was his point guard? Uh, uh, Billy Donovan. Donovan, right? And then they after they started shooting twelve and winning, then they shot thirty a game, and it was something. Anyway, we're, we're getting into we're getting off the subject of Iowa Hawkeyes. That's let's hard go real, to believe. Let's let's you know let's go real quickly through. Um, these awards, because I, I wanted to get so aside. Kathleen Doyle, by the way, is uh, third-team All-American, not only the AP, U.S. women's basketball as well. But I wanted to read off Luca Garza's uh, – let's just let's just go down this here. Why? So, why not? He won
0: every award except for the sporting, AP uh, men's, base, men's basketball player of the sporting year.
1: Sporting News Basketball Times Stadium, Bleacher Report, ESPN National Player of the Year. Dick Vitale, Seth Davis, and Andy Katz, they picked him as National Player of the Year. Forget about the AP. Forget about him. Sporting news: NBC, USBWA, AP, CBS, NBC, ESPN, Stadium, USA Today, The Athletic, First Team, All America, Big Ten's Mask, a Men's Basketball Player of the Year, USBWA District, uh, What's That? Sixth Player of the Year, Naismith Trophy Finalist, Wooden Award National Ballot, uh, Oscar Robertson Player of the Year semi-finalist, He's still in for all these things. Cream Abdul Jabbar Center of the Year Award Finalist and Lute Olson Award uh, Top Thirty. So uh, just. I just had to run that down. Spencer Lee, by the way, for as a wrestler named today by the NCAA as their most dominant wrestler for this. He's also for the year. up
0: for the Sullivan Award, which is the yes best the best amateur athlete in yes. the country in yes. like Olympic sports.
1: Right. So that that's a big one. It's not just wrestling. Right. right? Um, the finalist one of ten finalists for that. Um, well, you
0: can vote for that. By the way,
1: oh, is that online?
0: Yeah, Spencer. Tweeted that, and I think there was a some place to vote. I don't know exactly what it is, but look it up. <laughs>
1: these these are these these are these are big awards these kids have won, and and it deserves recognition. As Iowa Hawkeye fans, it's fun. It's just fun, right? No question. Uh, and so I'm just going to go down that road and say it's been a, it's been a pleasure. And of course, we watched as uh, Tom mentioned Keith Duncan with uh, probably getting host for the groves Award, won a couple of the other ones. Uh, Epanissa being an All American. Hopefully, you know what if he falls. If he falls to the Vikings, I'm happy, my friend. Well,
0: I I don't know if we said this on the air, but it, in the mock last few mock drafts I've seen, I have not seen AJ Epinesa in the first round. And you know, in those early ones, he was 10, 12, 15. But uh, for whatever reason,
1: he didn't run well at the, at the stupid combine. So there. So suddenly, he didn't run well. He didn't get a good 40 time. What was his 40 time? I don't know. I don't. I just know it wasn't. It wasn't great. And Tristan Wirfs was like some ungodly 40 times, so immediately he's in the top 10. Listen, here's the thing. The mock draft guys, they don't know. The only thing, I will give them credit for this, you look at teams and you know what positions they need. So here's the funny thing is I've read a number of things where um, A.J. goes to the Vikings because the Vikings are going to need corners and defensive ends now because they're just letting everybody go, right? Well, in one one of the mock drafts,
0: I saw that they were drafting a receiver from... Some kid I never heard of because Stefan Diggs left,
1: right, and another one they need they need offensive lineman too. I mean, it, it, it's impossible. Well, to hey, know. It
0: wouldn't bother me it's, if the Bears put him on the other side of Khalil Mack,
1: wouldn't it? Wouldn't you be happy with that? I mean, my point is, I I don't think they know, right? I think they know the guys who are generally in the mix, and I could see AJ still going anywhere from the top fifteen and on down, probably. I still could. I I did, I don't think I they don't know. see
0: any way that Belichick would pass on him.
1: <laughs> I don't either. He's this type of player, right? Right. Just a monster, right? Coachable. You, well, know? you
2: do
0: whatever you want. I, 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 Kirk, I don't either. Kirk call him and say, dude, this, I would feel, do not miss on this.
1: I would feel admittedly. Look at little, all those idiots who miss on Des King. I know. I'd feel jaded as an Iowa fan though. A little bit. If, if this kid, he's, he's going pro early and he doesn't get what, what I think, he deserves in terms of his his, his draft status, and and, and and I know well, big deal. He's going to go play. Yes, he will go play. Is it, but it's is it there's too a there's a comeback. I don't i I think once you declare, I know there's I a, there's do a point. I, I don't know. Well, and particularly with the coronavirus stuff, maybe there's going to be a whole different thing. No way this. he could come back. Uh, he's got to have an agent. Yeah, yeah. I think it's once you hire an agent, you're done, right? But. My my point is, is I, I, I it wasn't that I, way for the I,
0: SMU football team I, I, back in the day.
1: <laughs> that's a whole nother ESPN 30 for 30. You should watch. A, I've that's watched really that, one. that one. That that one's amazing. I yeah. saw the
0: Fab Five one the other day. That was, that's, that's so good. That's really good,
1: good too. Yeah, SMU literally, they were on probation and the boosters said, you know what? We told these kids we'd pay them. So they kept paying them. Well, they had a job. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, we did not mention, by the way, if you're uh, worried about Hawkeye football tickets, uh, the deadline was March... 31. 31. It's now June 15th, I believe. July it 15th. May 29. Hold on. Let me get that. I it's, think it was, it's, it's, it's been moved up. You got an email about it. It's yeah, been moved up. I think it's though. May May 29th. Um So you've got a couple more months to decide on that, which... What, what is that? I mean... Okay, well, I suppose there's a monetary thing going on economically with people not knowing what's going on, so maybe that's it. I, I wonder if the, if ticket sales were actually down because of that, because this is the month where we all just lay down and go ahead and do it, right? Friday, May 29th. Okay. Uh, but uh, it should be noted, you've got until Friday, May 29th now to make your decisions. They moved the whole seat selection and all that, you know, which will be interesting to see. They seem to have a tough time getting your tickets any any earlier than a week before the season normally, so we'll see how Well, it wouldn't this surprise time. me if,
0: if they just finally – go screw this we're going to send your tickets all electronically
1: which uh yes which uh speaking so that my experience it was with the vikings this year you do not get paper tickets up in i don't know what it's like for a bears you went to bears game no, times
0: well i haven't been to bears game probably well, I went to three two, or four years i went to two Viking they played vikings games? with farf that was okay, the last time okay. i was there
1: well, put it this way: there is no such thing as a paper ticket to the Minnesota Viking football game anymore. You can't sell them, you can't buy them. It's all online, electronic. That's it. And,
0: and so that does that eliminate the scalping? Uh,
1: it just makes it more expensive because you have to go online and figure out whether or not what you, the deal you're getting is halfway decent. But there's no more standing outside the stadium holding up two fingers and hoping up to pick up. A, a, so the guy a, a can't email them to you. It's it's a few and far between. I I I you know I went up there twice this so year. and Never saw. You, it. So
0: you go. Essentially, go to StubHub or SeatGeek yes. or something like that, and you
1: have to, and you pay them their twenty-five dollars per ticket too to get your seats. Yes. Right. Um, so, but you have the tickets ahead of time. So, are we down right. to one minute?
0: Foundry Distillery, last call.
1: Am I out of stuff to talk about? We are. God, what do we you're got? never
0: out of stuff to talk about. Our Foundry
1: about. Distillery last call for the year, the last call. Where are you going with this? Oh,
0: I don't have any idea. I just hope and pray that we are back here uh, talking about the Hawks in August. Uh, that'll be my last call, that we will be back here. And there are always room for more sponsors, if you're interested in sponsoring the Hawkeye Huddle.
1: <laughs> it's, and it's a good deal. It Trust is a good us. deal. We make you some pretty good deals. I I, I would agree with you. I. I I'm on the hopeful side of this. I think this virus thing is going to last longer than we think it is, but I think people are going to. It's going to become a new normal thing.
0: It ain't going to be around forever.
1: No, I just think that. I just think that we're going to still see a lot of people coming down with it, and it's going to be still spreading. It'll slow down here this this summer because of the warmer weather, but I think it's going to it's going to be around until we get a vaccine and people build up immunity to it. However, I think that means I think they'll play football. And I don't know whether it means we're going to be all watching Iowa, 70,000 of us watching Iowa in the first couple of games of the year. But I think Iowa's playing football.
0: That uh, would be weird. To start
1: out. It would be weird. but that's Would my... that
0: ruin Nebraska's sellout?
1: <laughs> They'd still buy the tickets and just not go. Thanks to everybody for the entire year helping us out here uh, on the Hawkeye Hill, and of course for the last 16 years. Uh, we, we, we couldn't do it without you. And uh Thanks to my friend here, Dave Creighton Jr., Tom Kager, of course, of HawkeyeReport.com.
0: Jacob Beals.
1: Jacob Beals. Oh, and we'll, we'll join you next year on the Hawkeye Huddle at 1700, the champ.